Hello and welcome to episode two, series two of the Rock and Road podcast. Thank you for joining me once again. And I've got a brilliant podcast lined up for you this week. My special guest is Faye Ho from FHO Racing, a new BMW Motorrad supported motorcycle team. They're going to compete in some of the world's toughest motorcycle events. And I'm going to ask Faye Ho how she came to own her own motorcycle team. She is fascinating. Don't miss my chat with her coming up soon. I've also got a review of the Honda Africa Twin, see how I got on riding that beast, and as usual, my album recommendations, plus we'll hear from those boys, Harley and Dexter. Just before we get started, please follow me on Instagram at rockandroadpod, same on Twitter, and where possible, please like, comment and review on the podcast. Thank you. I'm here with the Africa Twin, Honda's definitive full-size adventurer motorcycle. And that is my first impression. Full-size is an understatement. This bike is very, very tall. I'm slightly concerned how I'm even going to get on this thing. I'm five foot seven, but I still don't think I'll be able to get on it. But uh, we'll soon find out. Now, these cost from about £13,000, which is quite pricey. But there's a hell of a lot involved in this bike. So just having a look at it before I even consider getting on it or riding on it, uh, this particular one is a beautiful mixture of red, white and blue. There's some beautiful fairing around the edges in these colours. The main colour is the white, which is actually sparkling in the sunlight right now with hints of blue and red around it. Looking at it now from the back, looking towards the handlebars, it is so wide, I'm concerned I will even be able to hold this thing up. I'm going to go and get my tape measure. That is, at its widest point, 60 centimetres. That is about two foot wide. <laughs> it's crazy. Now, coming round to the front, and it's got big silver bar wrapping round the front, uh, which I presume is for protection if you do drop it. And again, the colours are stunning. It's just glistening here in the sunlight. The actual grips of the handlebars are protected. I've uh, got some wind protectors on the front, which is always handy. Beautiful gold wheels. Tires aren't that fat. I mean, at the back here, you're looking at about seven inches wide. The front one's quite narrow. Surprisingly, for what it is, it's only about four inches wide at the front. It's on its main stand, so it's a little bit higher than it would be, but that is off the ground. The seat at its lowest point there is 96 centimetres. Let's put the tape measure away. This has got an 1100cc engine. The gearbox is a dual clutch speed, six speeds, which makes for very quick changes. The weight loss has been a key factor in this bike's design. The engine alone is 2.5 kilograms lighter, so it's meant to make for a better riding experience, but I didn't ride the original, so I wouldn't know. The original XRV650 Africa Twin was introduced to the world over three decades ago. Uh, but this latest model brings a lot more technology and performance to this legendary name, which I'll be finding out about very soon. It's been hugely updated for this year, 2021, with ABS, wheelie control, rear lift control, cruise control. Wow. And a full colour 6.5 inch touchscreen with incorporated Android Auto and Apple CarPlay and Bluetooth connectivity. So all the gadgets. Let's have a look at it. Right, I'm going to try and get on this thing now. Let's take it off the main stand. Right, we're taking it off the main stand. That's not as tall now. It's not as scary. I reckon I can get on this thing. Let's have a go. Oh, no, take that back. It's really tall. <laughs> oh. Right, so I'm on tiptoe. 
but I am touching the ground, so that's okay. There's no clutch, of course, because this is a DCT, dual clutch transmission. Let's switch it on and have a look at the screen. First thing that comes up is the Africa Twin logo on the screen. And just below the screen, I've got um, a little miniature screen with the miles per hour. Total miles tells you what gear you're in. Okay, I'm in tour mode at the moment, and there are several off-road modes available. We've got tour, urban, and gravel, which just shows you how versatile this bike is. So if you were to use this to head down to the south of France, this would be your ideal bike. Tour employs the highest level of power. Got active on-road cornering and ABS. Gravel is the lowest level of power, and there's an off-road version as well. So you can just flick through all the different screens, and it's got different user setups, so you can have something designed just for you. Once you've spent some time fiddling about with that, it's time to fire it up. Ooh. That is a nice sound. Okay. Right, I'm going to pull away. It's very responsive, I've been told, on the throttle, so I've got to pull away carefully. Okay, and we're away. I'm just going to take it really slow at this point. Because the bike is so tall, I feel a little bit scared um, that I'm going to lose control. So I'm just going to go very slowly. Get comfortable before I really test the bike. Because I was warned that the throttle is very responsive, I've managed to just turn it at like two millimetres and I'm moving. The screen on the front is in a great location. I can see the road in front of me and just flick my eyes down just a touch without having to take my eyes off the road, really. I'm in tour mode. I'm doing 18 miles an hour, taking it real slow. I'm on a dual carriageway so I can go faster, but I won't just yet. I feel more comfortable on this than I thought I would. Sitting on it stationary, I was terrified. Now I'm actually moving. It's okay doesn't help that it's minus three degrees today so I'm absolutely freezing right now but the heated grips are good and my fingertips are still frozen Let's see if I can touch them on the handlebar a bit more warm them up okay coming up to a roundabout now this is my first junction so let's see how I can cope with this slight traffic jam so I've got to pull to a stop going round a roundabout I'm worried about because it's so tall and heavy gonna let the traffic pull away from me to give me a little bit of space yeah I'm gonna pull in here that's it I've cornered that okay Whew, that was really worrying doing that corner but I've done it I think it's psychological because I know it's so big and heavy I'm just worried I'm gonna drop it so my screen's telling me uh, it's now 11 11 a.m. I'm in tour mode putting my feet down is oh, a challenge I got it I'm on my tiptoes Got cars to the left and to the right of me now. Come on, back off. Give me some space, guys. So just get out in front of them a little bit. That's better. I feel safer now. Right, just waiting for that green light. Okay, now's my chance. Oh, yeah. I've got a windscreen in front of me as well. I'm totally protected from the wind. It's fantastic. Oh, yes. Don't have to worry about the gears, it's all done for me. Just sit comfortably, twist and go. Just cruising around this roundabout now, not even opening the throttle.
can safely say I've got used to this bike now. After just a few minutes, I feel totally relaxed. I'm actually really enjoying it now. You've got to face your fears sometimes and just try things. Being above the traffic gives you incredible vision. It's like, you know how I always like to drive high up vehicles and vans. It's the same thing. So I can see what's going on in the traffic, several cars up front. Corners beautifully lean to the left and right really well not over heavy like I thought it would be when I was just looking at it. It feels light. How's that even possible? I don't know. I've got Gary on the line now from Doble's Motorcycles and Gary uh, lent me that Africa twin. So Gary, I've got some questions from Instagram. Okay. So the first one, um, Andy Gray says, it's very high. How do you dismount that? Well, I demonstrated that beautifully, <laughs> didn't I, in that uh, little video I've put on Instagram of me getting off the bike. Yeah, the, the little video, um, that was when we were doing a little walk around of the bike. So it was actually parked on the centre stand. But I thought I did that with style and finesse. Well, I, I'm sure there's ballet dancers that <laughs> were crying to sleep that night, yeah. Um, no, it, it's not actually as high as that video made it look, because obviously once it's off the stand, the suspension squats a little bit, the rear wheel's on the floor. Um, and there's also two seat heights. Unfortunately for you, Leona, when I brought it round, it was on the higher setting, and I, I didn't set it down to the low one, which I probably should have done for you. Yeah, maybe. Although I could touch the floor on tiptoe, so it wasn't that bad. I got a message from an Instagram account called Four Eyes, Two Wheels. And he says, I used to have a Suzuki DL1000 V-Strom, which is awesome for long distance or commuting. Now, a few people have mentioned the V-Strom. Is it a comparable bike? Yeah, the, the V-Strom and the Africa Twin um, are they're the same kind of machine. Um, it's a big market right now, the adventure sports. You've got the Multistrada, you've got the Tiger. Um, pretty much every manufacturer has got a version of an adventure sports bike. A message from Jill on Facebook who said, well, we've had one of these bikes for almost two years. No issues with it. Love it to bits. So that's a good bit of feedback. And Sarah, Sarah Pariah says, it looks like a transformer that got confused about whether to turn into a motocross or a motorcycle. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of modern bikes have got a little bit of the transformer look about them. But no, it's it most definitely wants to be a motorcycle. All right. Well, thank you very much, Gary, for letting me try that out. No problem. No problem at all. I hope you enjoyed it. Moving on to my special guest now, Faye Ho from FHO Racing. She owns her own motorcycle team. This is incredible. Now, she was brought up by her grandparents in Macau. She's actually the granddaughter of the late Sir Stanley Ho, the man credited with introducing casinos to Asia. She now divides her time between Macau and Surrey, and I was lucky enough to speak to her on the Rock and Road pod. Hi, Faye. Hi. Hi, Leona. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Now, big question. Uh, what was it that took you from the world of business into motorsport? Wow. Um, you know what? When I was a little girl, I've always been very much into motorsport. I mean, um, obviously, being brought up in Macau, where the famous Macau Grand Prix actually take place, I've been actually attending that since I was maybe about six years old. So, oh, incredible. Um, yeah, so 
obviously, I remember I used to stay at my grandfather's sister's house all day and we would just watch race after race after race. Was that house actually on the course then? Yes, it was. Yeah, oh, it was on the course. So basically, you go there, you get locked in all day. Um, and then by the time the race is finished, you come back out. So oh, it, was, it must have been so exciting. It was. It was like a fun day out for us. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's where kind of it all kind of all started. And then obviously, I came to school in the UK for um, a few years and then slowly going back to Macau once in a while if I am there during November time when the Grand Prix is I do like to go and attend it and I believe it is um, around 2007 it's the year where I started to get involved with the motorcycle side racing I kind of got introduced it by a friend of mine over there yes. and I just loved it so you went into sponsorship at that point, did you? I did. It was um, it was kind of a smallish sponsorship and a bit of an anonymous one too, because I wasn't I, I wasn't sure how I was gonna like it or take it, you know. So I want to ease into it slowly. But from the first year, I just thought, oh my god, this is fantastic. <laughs> I just I just loved it. It's just so thrilling. Yes, it is. Yeah. So it's a bit of a big, big jump to go from sponsoring a racing team to actually founding one, which is what you're doing now. What inspired you to start up your racing team? Right. So obviously, since 2006, I've been um, on and off sponsoring teams, mainly in Macau in the beginning of the few years. And then 2018 was I, I got introduced coming into a British Superbike and I thought, wow, this is incredible. I mean, different courses, different racetracks, each one's got their own taste to it. And then, you know, the whole community of this racing is just everyone's so friendly and it's like a massive big family. Oh, and I, I love thought, that. I just yeah, love that about it. Is. it. It is. And you know, the fans are so, so dedicated. And I thought, wow, this is, I like this. And obviously, 18 and 19, I was a, a sponsor for a Superstock team, but not a main sponsor. I didn't have my own team at the time. But in the back of my mind, I always knew, you know, I want to actually have my own team, have it my own name on the side, you know, on the bike and say, wow, you know, it is mine. So um, last year, when Smith Racing decided they were going to stop racing. Yes. I thought, well, why not? It's a fantastic opportunity. I know Alan and Rebecca very well. So I thought, well, here you go. This is an opportunity for me to kind of step up. And you have teamed up with BMW. Yes, I have. Yes. And um, I'm so honoured to be working with BMW this year and um, obviously having very good riders on it. Peter Hickman, obviously, he's fantastic on the roads. And then I've got Chavi Forrest, who's racing in World Superbike last year and he's come back into British Superbike this year. Lovely guy. Um, and then I have Alex Olsen doing the Superstock. So you're going in with a new 2021 BMW M 1000 RR Superbike, which is the first M model from BMW Motorrad. Now, that's yeah. a serious way to make an impression, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I think. Yes, it is. <laughs> what made you choose this bike specifically? It's a step up from the old one. So obviously there will be some sort of updated uh, engineering on it. So I'm sure the performance will be better. So let's see what 2021 will bring us. 
but I'm sure we are, you know, we're going to do everything we can to actually win. So fingers crossed. Sounds just absolutely fantastic. So exciting. Yes, um, so in your more day to day life, what cars and bikes do you drive or ride? Oh, well, I love my cars, funny mm. enough. Um, I still have to actually try and ride a bike as I can't ride a bike yet. But um, okay. I have I have every um, in my mind, I want to do it. So I just have to find the time to do it. But um, I do like my cars. I have about I have three supercars. So, OK, tell us it, what they are. Oh, so I have a, uh, a Lamborghini Hurricane. Performante, yes, and then a Ferrari Portofino, and <laughs> and also a Porsche GT3 RS. What a collection! Yeah, I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when you've passed your bike test. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a bigger garage, that's for sure. Uh, probably, yeah, I do. <laughs> Coming back to this racing team, you're going to be competing in some uh, tough motorcycle events, the Bennett's British Superbike Championship and the International Road Races as well. Yes, yes. How are you preparing your teams for this? <laughs> actually, surprisingly, they are actually on top of it. My riders are training, so that's good. Yeah. And everything's actually, all the jigsaws are falling into place. So, you know, from the start of it where it was just a idea of starting my own team where now is actually I can see the finished product and um, it's very exciting. Um, Are you quite hands-on? Do you get quite involved? I do. I like to be hands-on. Um, obviously, you know, not as hands-on as building the bikes but I do like to learn things and I like to understand how everything works so um, I'm, I can say you know through this year I'll be learning a lot still. Yes, absolutely. I'll probably have to speak yeah. to you at the end of the year and see yeah. how it's all gone. <laughs> yes. um, now, this podcast is about cars, motorcycles and music. So my next question right. is, what is your usual choice of music when you're driving? I like all sorts of music, but, you know, in the summertime when you've got the sun now and maybe I'm driving one of my sports cars, obviously something a bit more like rock and roll-ish, you know, yeah. with the roof off. So something, yeah, like that. Okay, brilliant. Uh, it sounds absolutely wonderful. And Faye, thank you so much for joining us on the Rock and Road podcast. Oh, thank you very much. I'm joined in the studio now by Harley. Hi, Harley. Hi. So we've just been talking about dream cars. Well, Faye already owns all of hers. If you had unlimited budget, Harley, what would you buy? I'd probably buy like an American pickup truck with really big wheels. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you remember when we had that Toyota Hilux? Yeah. Okay, it's not as big as one of those American pickups, but it's probably as close as you can get in this country anyway. And now, Harley, it's been a while since we had a lockdown life philosophy. I think we need one. Do you have one? Yes, I do. Okay, let me introduce it. Harley's oh, lockdown life, life, life philosophy. Are things on fire or is fire on things? Harley's, Harley's lockdown, lockdown life, life philosophy. Okay, thank you, Harley. Thank you, Sideshow Bob. Oi, out. Hi, Dexter. Hi. What have you been up to today? Uh, good stuff. Been fun. What have you been doing? I've been painting. Okay, what else? Being good and... <laughs> being good. That's funny. Is that your version of being good? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I'd like to see you when you're naughty. Yeah, I know. So I've been painting a lot. It's 
been fun doing this stuff. Fun. What did you think of that massive motorbike I had out the front yesterday? It looks so sick. It's like gigantic. It's like a polar bear. Why was it like a polar bear? Because it's gigantic. Who would... Oh. That could like... And it was partially white. Okay, I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> it's too much. <sighs> okay, well, go and get back to your painting. Okay, back to the podcast. My featured album this week is The Black Crow's Shake Your Money Maker. It's celebrating its 30th anniversary at the moment. And in fact, it's going to be re-released in multi-formats on February the 26th. And it's coming out as a four LP, a three CD super deluxe version, which includes the original album, remastered, three never before heard studio recordings, two unreleased demos from the band's early incarnation as Mr. Crow's Garden. It's got a load of B-sides and plenty more as well. But if you want to check out the album, it's got a great opening track called Twice As Hard. There is, of course, the rather famous Hard To Handle, which they covered from an Otis Redding song, which really made them incredibly famous. Uh, the track after that, track two on side two, Thick and Thin, is also brilliant, and one called Strutting Blues as well. Check it out now, Shake Your Money Maker, the new deluxe version from the Black Crows, celebrating its 30th anniversary, and that comes out on February the 26th. Other albums to look out for being released in the next few days are Zappa, the original motion picture soundtrack featuring songs from Frank Zappa. And then Bob Dylan. If you like a bit of Bob Dylan, his 1970 set is being reissued. It's a three CD set featuring 74 previously unreleased tracks on three CDs. That's if you like Bob Dylan. I'm not a fan, but I know some of you are. And one of my colleagues on Absolute Radio, Ben Burrell, is the number one fan of Bob Dylan. I would rather listen to nails being scratched down a blackboard, but that's just me. Uh, so if you want to have a listen to that, it's called 1970. And that is out in a few days as well from Bob Dylan. But if you want to listen to something that absolutely rocks, my number one album recommendation this week is an album from 1988 when I was 17 years old. It's from Iron Maiden. I've got great memories of driving around listening to this tape. I think I've got it on CD now, not tape. Uh, I upgraded slightly. It's Iron Maiden's seventh son of a seventh son, and it features the big hit singles, Can I Play With Madness and The Evil That Men Do, amongst other great songs on that. So those are my album recommendations this week. That's it from the Rock and Road podcast this week. Follow me on Instagram for all the latest on the photographs and very soon we'll have the YouTube version uploaded as well. You can subscribe there at the Leona Graham YouTube channel. Thank you for listening.